The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just, you know what, I know I'm supposed to start the show like this uh, every time, but <laughs> I was just playing this clip. The caravan of mostly Central American immigrants <laughs> is now in the Mexican city of Guadalajara tonight. <laughs> Oh, God, I so needed to start with a laugh today. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, October 25, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com, live from the city of... (laughs) Sorry, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Coming up on today's show, Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show is here. Yeah, of course she is, because I'm being weird. More bombs are being delivered to prominent Democrats, and Trump refuses to take responsibility for helping to incite his fanboys to do this, or fanboy, or whatever, whoever's doing it. China and Russia, meanwhile, are listening in on Trump's phone calls. We've talked about this before, but we have another report about that. It's not the worst of it. It's that the, the fact that they're listening to the phone calls, that's not the worst of this crisis with Trump and his cell phone. We'll get into that in just a second. And Trump is deploying the military inside the United States. He's deploying troops inside America. Get used to saying the Latin phrase posse comitatus, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. And the midterms are just days away. Now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote. With a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from BubbleGenius.com. But use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from (laughs) oh crap it's going to be one of those days and now let's do it let the cartoons begin broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables never give up never surrender this is the Bob Seska show presented by BubbleGenius.com I don't know any other way to fight fire until we Why are you so bent on carrying these idiot leaflets? Because I am tired of working for candidates who make me think I should be embarrassed to believe what I believe, Sam. I'm tired of getting them elected. We all need some therapy. Because somebody came along and said liberal means soft on crime, soft on drugs, soft on communism, soft on defense. And we're going to tax you back to the Stone Age because people shouldn't have to go to work if they don't want to. And instead of saying, well, excuse me, you right-wing, reactionary, xenophobic, homophobic, anti-education, anti-choice, pro-gun, leave it to beaver trip back to the 50s, we cowered in the corner and said, please, don't hurt me. No more. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, another red letter day on the show. It is the Trump crisis day 644, just 12 days till the 2018 midterms. 12 days to go. It can't happen soon enough. Right, Lou Dobbs? Marshall Dobbs. Oh, look right over there. It's Jody Hamilton, of course. Hi, Jody. Giggling. I'm just giggly. <laughs> oh, my God. Lou Dobbs. 
Lou Dobbs just cracks me up. I, I love it when Lou Dobbs screws up on his show because it just gives me an opportunity to talk about him, and then I feel like I'm channeling Chez because Chez hated Lou Dobbs and his giant fake teeth and his fake hair and his fake tan. I mean, they, that's like the whole thing now with Trumpers, isn't it, Jody, that they all have to have the uh, the uniform now. They all have to have the fake tan. So many Trump people in the media now have that orange face in solidarity. Yes, they do. With their, with their orange leader. Right, Lou Dobbs? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, I had no intention of starting with that today, Jody. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, there are more serious things to talk about. Um, like, for example, we've got to get into uh, all this crap that's happening. And I, frankly, I haven't checked my mailbox yet since yesterday. I didn't go down and look at my mailbox yesterday. Not that I'm thinking that I'm important enough to be sent a bomb. But uh, and thank goodness, <laughs> thank goodness, you know, that I'm not important enough to be assassinated. That's good news. I guess that's a positive, isn't it? Don't you feel that we, <laughs> that we're just we're not high enough on the totem pole to get assassination attempts yet? Yes, we're both very, very lucky that nobody really listens to my show. And uh, <laughs> and you have more listeners, but not enough. That's right. So that's good. You know, we're, we're lucky. We, we don't have to worry about opening packages now. No, we don't have as many uh, people following us as someone like Eric Holder or, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, Bill Clinton. So therefore, yeah. we won't get assassination attempts. See, there's always an upside to the or lack Ms. of Miller. Pocket. Ms. Miller is shutting down her P.O. box. Is she really? Yeah. yeah she's, I, you know, she's nervous because, you know, uh, Travis or Sean or, or Jess or Tess pick up the mail. And so I, I don't know how they're going to get their mail, but they're they're going to do something else. Yeah. Well, probably not a bad idea. I mean, in fact, I this agree. is this is, I think, part of the whole point of why they're doing this. The idea mm-hmm. here. And this is also Trump's whole purpose of of inciting this shit. Mm-hmm. is to intimidate people out of, you know, doing the normal things that we normally do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose well, of it, terrorism. I mean, we for Sexy Liberal, we've got Ted Lieu and, and Adam Schiff coming, so I assume there's going to be extra security just because those two were going to be there. Yeah. Um, but you've got Rob Reiner, who's got millions of followers, who's very outspoken. You've got Martin Sheen on panel also. Mm-hmm. I mean, these people are definitely targets, and... So I'm not worried about going because F it, I'm going, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I bought my damn ticket, I'm going. But, and I'm wearing my Vote Blue shirt today. I'm, I'm angry. Well, the, I'm not the, afraid, I'm angry. The, the problem with these things, one of the many problems with uh, attempts like this is that it makes us all skittish about just doing things mm-hmm. that, you know, gathering together and, mm-hmm. and, and having shows like Sexy Liberal and, mm-hmm. and having a P.O. box. I mean, are they coming for us next? How is this? And, and right. the thing that I keep going back to and that I've always gone back to, even when it came to Al-Qaeda terrorists and, and ISIS and so on, is right. that the, the really ultimately the odds of getting hit by one of those things uh, by either terrorists or an assassination attempt or, you know, some sort of mail bomb or whatever. These are all things that rarely, rarely, rarely happen. And so I think right. we're all going to generally be okay. I mean, at least well, that's that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> well, I think I mean? the problem... I know that one of the worries with, I think, uh, Mayor de Blasio and, and people in the FBI and other law enforcement that they were concerned about is some of these did get to the addresses that they were addressed to instead yeah. of being stopped at the post office. And they're, so they're looking at where they're hoping to find out where it was mailed from, but they're like, okay, where was the last post office before the delivery? Why wasn't it caught there? Why wasn't it caught mm-hmm. at a distribution center? I mean, cause the post office does scan packages for this very reason. Unabomber. Hi guys. Um, yeah. You know, so they do this. So something fell by the wayside in 
that it got to some addresses. Like at CNN, I think it was dropped off, but others, it was through the mail, and that's concerning. Yeah, and of course, we're hearing now that they're zeroing in on someone. I, I think they've zeroed it down to, what, Florida? Yeah, Flo- <laughs> what a shock that it's coming from Florida. I'm not sure. Have they determined whether or not the bombs themselves are actually functional? I mean, I, that's what I've I've seen. I've, I, I, I've read reports only that they're functional. They didn't go off. That some that they had timers on timers, them. Timers, that, yeah. That's why they didn't go off when somebody would open it, um, or or handle it. I guess maybe it was mm-hmm. a timer when it opened only, or you know, because I I'm not sure whether they exploded all of the devices or they were able to disarm them and then they have them intact I, you know because there's so many difference going on in different states <laughs> in the country yeah, yeah. That, that that it's like okay different FBI people different lo- local law enforcement different postal workers I mean thank God for the postal workers that found these devices that didn't get delivered Jesus I mean that could have been a whole separate thing I mean uh, yeah. you know because these things could have gone off I mean, you're sending explosives through the mail they could have gone yeah. off at any point along the way. They could have gone At off in the point, perpetrator's hands. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you're a really good bomb maker, they can still go off. Yeah. As far as I've heard reporting-wise, these were not hoax bombs. These are not just to scare people. These were to hurt people. This is attempted assassinations of political people and attempted murders of regular citizens. Yeah. Barack Obama, uh, Michelle mm-hmm. Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, Eric Clinton. Holder, John Brennan, mm-hmm. care of CNN, Maxine mm-hmm. Waters, two, two packages mm-hmm. sent to Maxine Waters, George Soros, Robert De Niro. What is the common denominator between all of these people? I mean, duh. Um, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> do they all like the, do they all like to drink tea? They've all been on vacation in the Mexican city of Barcelona. <laughs> right. There you go. That's their connection. <laughs> Maybe they all went to the same high school. I don't know. Do they all look alike? It's. I mean, come on, people. This is not a democratic hoax. And yeah. I've been hearing that. Seriously, oh, that's the dumbest goddamn thing. Actually, you know what? That's not the dumbest thing. That's the thing that that we all assumed that they were going to say in the wake of all of this. Because right away, it was the Alex Jones people and so on doing the the false flag thing, which has now basically been normalized across the board among all of the Red Hats, among all of the Trump Republican Party. But the Mm -hmm. dumbest take, I think, by far, is is from Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham tweeted this today. I didn't blame Bernie Sanders when a Bernie supporter shot shot Congressman Steve Scalise. And I'm not going to blame President Real Donald Trump for this nut job. I blame the individuals responsible, not someone else. Well, you know what? No shit. We all blame the person who sent this or the individuals, many people who may have sent this. Who knows? But but at the same time, we also have to talk about who incited those people to Mm -hmm. take that action. This is the the conversation that we always, always have. And in the case of (laughs) Bernie Sanders and Steve Scalise, yeah, that shooter was a Bernie supporter. But was Bernie calling Steve Scalise an enemy of the people, you know, an angry mob or evil? I mean, was he encouraging his fanboys to knock the crap out of Republicans? Was Bernie praising a guy for body slamming a Republican? No, of course not. And the minute it happened and he found out it was a Bernie supporter, he denounced the person. Yeah, that's right. I just learned this phrase, and this is what this is. It's called stochastic terrorism. Yeah. Is what this is. It's the public demonization of a person or group resulting in the incitement of a violent act, which is statistically probable, but whose specifics cannot be predicted. Well, you know, we have to. We have to hold Donald Trump accountable. And he needs to. Donald Trump needs to take responsibility for this shit. 
Because as we've been documenting since the beginning, things like, I'd like to punch him in the face. Maybe he should have been roughed up. Part of the problem is no one wants to hurt each other anymore. Donald Trump thought that that was a problem, that no one wants to hurt each other anymore. I don't know if I'll do the fighting myself or if other people will. The audience hit back. That's what we need a little bit more of. You know, these are all things that Donald Trump has told his psychotic cult followers, his red hats at these rallies. And there was more of it last night, as Mm -hmm. predicted. That rally was an atrocity last night. And you know why? Because he was Eddie Haskell. Once again, Donald Trump playing Eddie Haskell. He's all nice. He starts out all sweet and, and talking about how we all need to come together in harmony and peace and all of this bullshit. And then a few minutes later... He mocks his own civility. That, to me, that negates everything. When you try to act like you're being presidential, it doesn't make any difference if you then turn around and mock yourself for being presidential, Mm -hmm. thereby sending a signal to your idiot fanboys that you're not sincere in your, you know, feigned presidentialness. To me, that was anything that Donald Trump has said that has tried to be um, at least giving off the appearance of sympathetic or at some point, you know, uh, deciding to investigate this or trying to hold the perpetrators accountable. None of that matters if you're going to sit there and go, hey, you know what? All that shit that I just said, it was all silly. I was just acting that way because my advisors told me so. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, if you're going to do that, it just doesn't make any difference. It's he, like him crossing his fingers behind his back like a little kid. I'm not meaning what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing. Crossing his fingers behind his back. Where, you know, again, it's the Eddie Haskell mentality. In public, exactly. let's do this, but then we're going to turn around and be a rat bastard once, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Cleaver leave the room. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. He said, and then what made it even worse last night is that, he had to bring it all back around to his little frail, small man ego, right? He had to bring it all back around to the media is so mean to me. Why is the media so mean to Donald Trump? He always refers to himself in the third person. Right. It, it is the saddest goddamn thing. Yeah. I was waiting for this to start playing as he's, he says here. The media also has a responsibility to set a civil tone to stop the endless hostility and constant negative and oftentimes false attacks and stories. So that's basically what Donald Trump is doing. He's saying, hey, you know what? You people at CNN with your skimpy mini skirts, you were asking for it, you sluts. You know, blaming the victim is what he's doing because (laughs) because they were mean to Donald Trump. Jesus Christ. And then he turns around and says, you know, you can't joke with these people, pointing to the uh, press pool, which he still know, did I... repeated times last night. Jody still started talking about the press and then doing that thing where he points to the press pool uh-huh. as if to say to all of his crazy red hats, there they are. There's the enemy says you can't joke with these people. They can't take a joke. He said, yeah, you know what? Sorry, they couldn't take a joke, Mr. President, as they were being evacuated from the Time Warner building yesterday. Yeah, a friend of mine just posted, you know, how upset she is. And she's an independent and a fiscal conservative. So she's mainly voted Republican over the years. Mm -hmm. And then a friend of hers is, like, defending him, going, he's only joking. (laughs) He's only joking. 
Right. No, he's not joking. He 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 applauds people for body slamming. He says, "I'll pay for your defense if you hit that guy over there." He, oh my god. I mean, seriously, if you want a stand-up comedian, go listen to whatever Dennis Miller is doing these days, Red Hat. This yeah, at least that, he's relatively funny on occasion, and, and I, I don't think he incites <laughs> violence. Well, I mean, among conservative comedians, yeah. n- not knowing that that is a, uh, an oxymoronic term. Though he did say something very funny on Monday Night Football years ago. Oh, yes, He that's said right. that Dick Vermeil cries more than Sylvia Plath sprayed with pepper spray. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the that sar- was funny. The sarcastic laughter from the audience. Yeah, they totally. No, they- but that was funny. That was funny. I mean, if you knew anything about Sylvia Plath, do I? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, he also <laughs> said Trump tweeted today. He said a very big part of the anger we see today in our society is caused by the purposely false and inaccurate reporting yeah. of the mainstream media that I refer to as the fake news. He's still yeah. using it. It has gotten so bad and hateful that it is beyond description. Mainstream media must clean up its act fast, he said. So, again, they're still the enemy of the people. He's still attacking them. Why? Because they're being mean to him. Mm -hmm. Goddamn. Oh, baby. Stop whining. Stop whining. (laughs) What do you think, Lou Dobbs? (laughs) Stupid idiots. I w- will you send that to me? Because I love that. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest thing in the world, isn't it? <laughs> He's so serious. So serious. Yesterday, Lou Dobbs just going off. Mr. False Flag. Mr. Conspiracy Theory about these bombings. Obfuscating the whole thing. Sending the message to the Red Hats not to take any of this seriously. And then right in the middle of all of that, he starts going off. Uh, uh, demagoguing the, the refugees in Central America. The caravan of mostly Central American immigrants <laughs> is now in the Mexican city of Huartola tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that is so great. That is so great. Huartola. I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, enough fun and games. Uh, meanwhile, Newt Gingrich said the media earned the label the enemy of the people. If you if you really want to illustrate exactly what all of the normals are saying, keep saying things like this, Newt Gingrich. For God's sake, because this is exactly this is exactly what we're talking about. It's language like this coming from authority figures that people begin to take seriously, and we're already in extremely tense environment with the discourse surrounding politics right now. where everyone is stressed out, everyone is on edge, everyone is under deep anticipation regarding the midterms. So we're all, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, the the rule on the, uh, in the movie Green Mile with the people on death row. You don't want to do anything that's uh, obnoxious or will stir people up because everyone's under such extreme stress. Mm Mm-hmm. You just don't want to do that. And, and so when you start talking about beating up your enemies, when you start talking about kicking the crap out of them, when you start labeling them the enemies of the people, when you call, I mean, seriously, when you call someone the enemy of the people or a group right. of people, the enemies of the people, mm-hmm. you know, shocker when Americans, patri- people who consider themselves patriotic Americans take right. action on that. Well, and, and Dana, uh, Dana, not Dana Eagle, excuse me, um, Dana Goldberg today on Stephanie's show reminded all of us, this is how they're acting when they're, quote, winning, unquote. Yeah. Yeah, this is what okay, it looks this like. Okay, is, this is when they own all three branches of government. This is, this is when they have all the power and they're doing this. Imagine. Yeah. 
when things start to go bad, when they realize, wait, this guy isn't supporting me, my Medicare is going, my Social Security is going, then what's going to happen? Are they going to blame him? What is going to happen? I mean, things could turn for the worse on the other side from their own people. Yeah. I mean, what happens? He's stoking this. Uh, He is. He is. And he will continue to do it. I mean, we all saw it coming yesterday. We all knew exactly how Donald Trump was going to play this. He was going to sound like he was responsible. He was going to put on his little dog and pony show. Here, here's me pivoting to being presidential for, you know, 30 seconds. I'm going to go right back to the same old shit I've been doing all along. And believe me, right now, at this point, it's only a matter of time, maybe hours, maybe days before he starts adopting the false flag. It was the Democrats. It was the Democratic hoax. All of it. Because he's all in regarding the caravan. I mean, he's, you know, he's making sure that everyone knows that this caravan is the, is the consequence of the Democrats stirring right. people up in Central America. Democrats can't get millennials to fucking vote. How the no hell kidding. are Democrats going to go to Central America and get thousands of refugees to leave their homes and march 1,500 miles across the Mexican desert only to be arrested and have their children taken away from them by Donald Trump? How are the Democrats attaining this level of human moving power? If only we could do that with our base. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It's yeah, you're right. And the thing is, is aren't they still like two thousand miles away? Yeah, they're fifteen hundred miles away. They're not even. Yeah. Gonna, they're not even close. I mean, they're not. And, and even don't close. we have more than like thirty-seven thousand people showed up last month at the border, and forty-seven thousand the month before, and a thousand people are being turned away a day or something like that? So it's like, what's the big deal about seven thousand people? Yeah, they're saying here that by the time election day rolls around, the caravan could still be somewhere in the middle of Mexico, depending on the group's <laughs> current location, how fast it's been traveling, and how long it takes. Uh, other groups of migrants to cross the country. Thursday morning, the caravan of thousands of people left uh, the Mexican city of Guatemala, <laughs> about, <laughs> 80 mi- <laughs> about 80 miles to the Mexican Guatemala border, where many of the, I mean, this, I know it's a, I, we shouldn't be laughing. I know it's a serious thing, but we're not laughing at the story. We're laughing at Guatemala. Right. <laughs> I just I love him so now. Yeah, I know. Now I'm, now I'm a big fan. Lou Dobbs is really entertaining when he's fucking things up. Barcelona. Yeah, that's good. That's right, how I you, sound when I've had too many martinis. That's right. When they accidentally reveal who they really are, that is the best. That is the best thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group is hoping to get to the town of Barcelona about 30 miles away by the end of the day. It's it's still too soon to know exactly where. Like, you think Lou Dobbs was expecting? Like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. After I'm done recording this show, I'm going to go back in and I'm going to overdub the actual name of the city. We're going to fix it in post, is what he's saying. And, and of course, then they never fixed it in post. Why? Because it's live. It's a live show. Right. <laughs> and I don't think Lou Dobbs understood that. All they had to do was put it in phonetically for him, and he might have been able to read it properly it, off the prompter. Also, they're saying there's a possibility that some members are going to split off and try to make their way, uh, their own way to the U.S.-Mexico border. By the way, they're trying to enter illegally. Right now, the closest border crossing to the caravan would be uh, between Matamoros, Mexico, and Brownsville, Texas, more than 1,000 miles away from the group's current location. But heading that way is considered to be a more dangerous route. Right. You know, it takes Donald Trump five minutes to walk across one of his rally stages. 
I mean, imagine how long it's going to take this caravan. I mean, that's yeah. just a staggering thing. He is, I was mentioning this on Stephanie Miller show yesterday that I've never seen any politician pander like this ever in my life, mm-hmm. especially at the presidential level, Jody, where he is just promising everything. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't promised to get down and perform fellatio on every man who decides to vote for him. I mean, he's he's gotten that close. I mean, to say, mm-hmm. you know what we're doing? We're promising you a 10% tax cut if you vote for us. But if you don't vote for us, you're not going to get your money. It's like right. it's the, the carrot and the stick bullshit. I mean, he's making it so obvious. Meanwhile, he's demagoguing brown people again stoking the racism while all at once stoking people to take violent action against Democrats. There's still, I mean, there was another, there was a candidate running for U S Senate who thankfully she's way behind in the polls in Wisconsin. Uh, but she, you know, she was doing this whole thing yesterday where leading into Trump's rally, she was ginning up the people to start chanting. What were they chanting? They were doing the lock her up chant. They, yesterday. they did lock her up. And then they said CNN, they, they chanted against CNN for like a minute or not even that long, but you know, yeah. enough to hear it. C- CNN sucks, right? They were doing that. Go. They did that during a uh, Trump speech. Because Trump was talking, doing the whole thing where he's pointing out the president. Look at those people with his little stubby fingers. Look at those people back there. Look at them. They can't take a joke. And then people, the redhead started, CNN sucks. CNN sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we have more of these false flag conspiracy theories popping up. By the way, we are jumping back and forth. I know we're jumping back and forth between uh, this story and the immigration story. But I think they're both intertwined, aren't they? Because yes. Donald Trump is demagoguing all of this shit. Um, by the way, I, I've noticed today that a bunch of uh, wing nuts and Trump supporters have deleted their tweets from yesterday. And one ah. of them is, is Candace Owens, who evidently, I don't know, is she included in the, uh, the quote unquote intellectual dark web? Is she one of those people? Or is I she? Know. I think she's just part of the Trumper youth. She's just one of these people who receives a paycheck to support Donald Trump, and so therefore right. she supports Donald Trump. When she was on um, the Joe Rogan podcast not too long ago, she said, one day I decided to become a Republican. It wasn't like one of those things where uh, it was a slow, gradual process, which most people who switch ideologies, it's a long yeah. journey f- of, of self-evaluation and contemplating your own values and looking at the issues and yeah. decide. Uh, but she said, oh, yeah, just one day I decided to become a Republican. Oh, that was the day you decided to become a Republican. You got a paycheck that day. Is that what it was? Yeah. But uh, she tweeted this yesterday and then and then deleted it like a coward. She said, I'm going to go ahead and state that there is a 0% chance that these suspicious packages were sent out by conservatives. The only thing suspicious about these packages is their timing. Caravans, fake bomb threats, these leftists are going all out for the midterms. And of course- I saw is- that tweet. I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I quote tweeted it or something. And then when I was going yeah, through my uh, mentions yeah. today- it was gone. It was gone. But that might be because, yeah, uh, yeah, she deleted it. I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe she Check. blocked me, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think she. No, she hasn't blocked me yet. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, d- did I already mention this? Because we're, uh, like I said, we're all over the place content wise, Jody. But did I mention that Rush Limbaugh said Republicans just don't do this sort of thing? Yes, he did say that. And yes, um, yeah, I, I, I heard that. Um, and I thought, <laughs> wait, what? What? Uh, Excuse please, pardon my question. I, I sorry, sir. Is your your hearing aid's not working? The the cochlear implant's no longer working, sir. You need to. I don't know. I, I wow. Have you heard the Rush Limbaugh show lately? Have you listened to? Um, 
No, because it's on. What they did here mm-hmm. was they moved him from the top rated right wing channel yeah. to what used to be the progressive channel, which is now the lower rated right wing channel, which oh, has Glenn Beck and him on it. And he's basically the people that listen to KFI don't change stations. Oh, right. Yeah, so of course. they're not at 1150, which used to have Stephanie Miller and Tom Hartman and Randy Rhodes. Now it's got Glenn Beck, him, and they want to say Hannity, but Hannity might be on ABC. I'm not sure. KBC. Yeah. But either way, no, he was demoted to a harder station to get. Um, and um, sad. because no, I, what's sad, though, in this town is we don't have any stations here that are progressive. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, zero. This is Los Angeles. Well, nevertheless, um, I mean, Limbaugh. What's interesting about Limbaugh is that, at the very least, you know, back in the day, he used to say and still does say awful things. Mm-hmm. But at least he used to be a fairly decent broadcaster, where he was mm-hmm. fast talking and he knew how to communicate. You know, he had a pretty mm-hmm. good voice. But now mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, 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 Republicans. I'll just don't do this sort of thing uh, anymore. It's just like, he just sounds like constipation man. Yeah. And uh, and it's just, it's kind of sad. It's just sad. But nevertheless, Wait. I mean, you know, of course Republicans do this thing all the time. Looks I like Megyn Kelly's out at NBC I'm just looking at right now. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But you know what? That's the best kind of out. I wish yeah. I could be fired by yeah, someone. Yeah, can I get $69 million for 69- my out? <laughs> $69 million for Megan Kelly. She Kelly. had a good contract. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to blame her. $69 million, which is, of course, so. I mean, I, I, I think that's, you know, she had a great agent that negotiated that smart deal. Yeah, no uh, kidding. That's NBC's fault for agreeing to it because what were they thinking signing her in the first place? It's like $69 million to not do anything anymore. That would be like. Fair play. Right. That would be like, well, I'm just not going to work anymore. I'm just going to take this money and never have to do this anymore because why should I? I now have $69 million, you know. <laughs> She's got nice FU money. But uh, here's Rush Limbaugh saying uh, Republicans just don't do this sort of thing. It's funny because they do. The National Abortion Federation reports that more than 176,000 instances of picketing at clinics, more than 16,000 reported cases of hate mail or harassing phone calls, over 1,500 acts of vandalism, 400 death threats, 200 bombings and arson attacks at facilities that offer abortion services. Yeah, Republicans don't do this sort of thing, right? Unless you actually look at the numbers. Unless you actually open the Daily Beast today and see this news story where this former uh, Republican congressional candidate in wisconsin was arrested for trying to buy radioactive material with the intent to kill someone jesus this guy jeremy ryan who ran against uh, paul ryan in 2014 primary challenged him and ran again in the 2018 primaries was arrested for allegedly attempting to buy a lethal dose of radioactive substance online between march and october of 2018 Ryan's target has not been identified by police, and he is currently facing up to life in prison if convicted. Yeah. Right. So Republicans, you know, of course, Jody, Republicans don't do this sort of thing. Crazy us for crazy us for actually looking at the facts and reality and things like that. Now, Bob, you're just thinking 
rationally again. I know. There I go. There I go again, thinking about things like logic and information and facts. It's crazy. You're crazy. Uh, you know what's kind of crazy is the stock market these days. How about that for I'm a second? Yeah, yeah. And I've I've been kind of shy when it comes to following the stock market, of course, because I see the volatility there. But what you need, if you're still investing or if you, you're thinking about investing, you need someone to, to uh, walk you through all of this. And there's a brand new service. It's called Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. Non-intimidating is a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple, It's simple and it's intuitive. Clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest sort of way. Uh, Robinhood is giving our listeners a free, free stock. You're actually, when you sign what? up at Robinhood, you get stock for free from... Uh, <gasps> people like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. So all you have to do is sign up at Bob Seska. That's B-O-B-C-E-S-C-A dot Robinhood.com. That's Bob Seska dot Robinhood.com. First of all, it's a, it's got easy to understand charts. Got lots of charts. I like to point to my charts <laughs> and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. Robinhood web platform also allows you to uh, view stock collections. The 100 most popular sectors like entertainment and social media and curated categories like female CEOs and analysis uh, or analyst ratings of buy, hold, and sell for every stock. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, and track favorite companies with personalized news feeds, custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. I mean, part of my problem when I used to uh, 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 trade stocks is I never knew what the hell to go for. So I would just watch Jim Cramer on CNBC and go. <laughs> and his board and his craziness. First of all, I would go into some sort of diabetic shock from the... <laughs> Just the spastic, insane, you know, sugar-fed nature of that show. It's just like it's like eating a bowl full of uh, sugary breakfast cereal. Uh, but I, you know, I was completely lost, so I was not very good at dealing with the stock market. But thank goodness there's now Robinhood.com for you. Again, that's Bob Seska, B-O-B-C-E-S-C-A dot Robinhood.com. Again, Bob Seska dot Robinhood. Com. I swear to God, you won't regret doing this. This is the only way to invest. The Bob Seska Show. Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. Well, that button didn't sound right. That was fun. Buzz uh, wanted to get in there a little extra. I'm telling you, it's one of those days. What can I say? You know <laughs> oh, what I need. Uh, you know what I really need is I need to start getting some of uh, Chris Lavoy's banded masculine. Yes. Soaps. Oh my God. <laughs> The, and, and his candles. I don't know if you've seen this yet on Facebook and on his Instagram, but we all remember Chris Lavoie from the Stephanie Miller show, uh, Stephanie Miller's uh, boy toy Lavoie. And uh, he's now <laughs> he's now got his own Etsy store where he's selling. He does. Oh, my God. These candles smell amazing. And they're all mm -hmm. they're all like guy smells. 
Right. I love these. He's got uh, uh, banded masculine candles in six masculine scents, and they're all unusual. Leather. You've got mm-hmm. the scent. Of, everyone loves the scent of leather. Freshly cut grass. That's my mm, favorite one. Hunting lodge. Nice. If you want your whole place to smell like a hunting lodge, which is like blue spruce and whiskey smells. Uh, mm. Blood orange. Uh, humidor. There's another if you're a, uh, a For cigar c- Cigar aficionado. smokers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unsmoked pipe tobacco with hints of cherry and cognac. And the campfire one also just sounds amazing. They're uh, six ounces and all hand poured by Chris Lavoy himself with his mighty, mighty pectorals. They're made yes, of. Yes, he a, has mighty arms. <laughs> mighty everything. arms and pectorals. I was, when I, uh, last time I was out there, I was just shocked with how, like, how ripped Chris Lavoy yeah, actually he is. is. I he just is. saw him last weekend. He, he looks fantastic. He smelled good. It was nice. He's a big dude. And, and uh, he makes all of his candles with 100% soy wax with no artificial mm-hmm. colors. And they come in, uh, in masculine steel containers for guys. Guys love that stuff. He's also selling banded masculine soaps made with 100% goat milk. And that's uh, awesome because at least he doesn't have the Dracar Noir smell because that would just be bad. <laughs> that's right. No, that'd be me. I'm just that would uh, be I, the smell of the eighties. I'm always soaking myself in a big vat of Dracar Noir. <laughs> my, I my, smell that and I go right back to the, the Aquanet <laughs> hair and the perms and lycra. I get. Right. I'm right there. Oh my God! Banded masculine soaps come in three cents. By the way, leather, cedar, and vanilla, and blood Ooh, orange. Cedar and vanilla—that sounds great. He's adding new scents all the time. The candles are uh, twelve ninety nine a piece. The soaps are eight ninety nine a piece. You can buy four or more products on Etsy with free shipping. Here's where you go: bandedmasculine.etsy.com. Bandedmasculine.etsy.com. B a n d e d m a s c u l i n e. Etsy.com. That's, there you go. Christmas is coming, kids. That's exactly right. Follow Banded Masculine on Instagram and Facebook at Banded Masculine. This is Chris Lavoie, so you know it's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else. What else are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. You know what? I had a great interview with uh, Greg Sargent from the Washington Post on Wednesday. Awesome. I don't know what the hell day it is. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. You're you're doing too much, Bob. Yeah, I did a show on Monday, so my whole schedule is thrown off. I usually don't start talking on until Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> but since I did a show on Wednesday, I interviewed uh, Tony Atamanik from the President Show on Monday. Yay! And then on Tuesday, I did a show with Buzz Burbank, thinking that it was already Wednesday. But it wasn't yeah, Wednesday. It was still Tuesday. No. Because on Wednesday, yeah. I had to talk to Greg Sargent, who's the, right. uh, the author of the new book, uh, An Uncivil War. He's also the... The main proprietor at the uh, Plumline blog, the Huffington Post, at uh, WashingtonPost.com, not right. Huffington Post, WashingtonPost.com. Yes. So uh, Ziggy Blue on our Patreon page said of my interview with Greg Sargent, uh, oh, he pointed, first of all, he pointed out that Greg Sargent actually called Trump a raging asshole, which you want to listen for Greg, yes. <laughs> Greg Sargent go totally Yay. blue. There you go, right there <laughs> in the interview. He said, uh, Ziggy Blue also said, I like this guy already. Thanks for having him on. Uh, he said, he also said knockout interview. I feel better already. Greg has some very clear headed observations and he explains them with an easygoing yet serious tone. I know this was the B interview this week. Well, just in terms of its chronological order, maybe, but right because it wasn't a secondary; it was just the second one. Yeah, yeah. But Ziggy Blue on our Patreon page said, "But for my money, it was good or better, as good or better than the A interview." 
just one old hippie's opinion. And uh, let's see, Andrew Coutinho said, damn, man, you really kicked ass with the interview edition of the show. Every guest has been fascinating and engaging. Bravo. And Michael Latham said on Twitter, I feel like if I send a compliment about every interview, it won't matter because of repetition. But today's with Greg Sargent was awesome. Just on point in all ways. Awesome questions, thoughtful answers, a book I will own. And even my mom, who is who is trumped out. Loved Aww. the interview. So even if you're even if you're bored with Trump, it's still a good interview to listen to. We actually t- spent a lot of time on how we fix all this crap, which has been sort of an obsession of mine. Yeah, we all know of the crisis with Donald Trump, but how do we make sure that there's not another Donald Trump? And Greg Sargent exactly. and I really dug into that uh, that problem to solve, and uh, it looks like it can happen. There's a little bit of wiggling, a little bit of compromise we have to do uh, to get there, but I think we can get there. It's just it's too important not to. I mean, because yeah. you know we all know we can all see Donald Trump's despotism coming from a mile away. Right. But what happens when there's someone who figures out, hey, what if I do all the Trump awfulness, but I act presidential? Hmm. You know, like Frank Underwood on House of Cards. Exactly right. And so that's, to me, that's the real crisis that we would face is, you know, someone like the character Todd on Breaking Bad, that Nazi fuck on Breaking Bad. That's the kind of guy that terrifies me because Todd represents that character. If you remember Breaking Bad, the final couple of seasons when Walter White goes into cahoots with the Nazis, with the white supremacists, and there's the one kid, the Opie, the dead eye Opie looking guy, as, as Jesse likes to say. That, that guy is, to me, the, like the quintessential danger when it comes to... If that guy ever went into politics, we'd be completely fucked because everyone would fall in love with him, and he's totally evil. That's the sort of thing that concerns me the most. That's what keeps me uh, <laughs> up at night. Like, huh? who's next? Who's the next Trumper? Who, who's going to waltz through that Trump-sized hole in the wall that he's created? And that's the thing that we need to solve. Uh, and, and for one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why we need to solve this crisis is because now Donald Trump is not only a threat to Democrats, not only a threat to the safety of people who are just trying to either vote or be involved in the discourse. Trump is, uh, is of course, inciting all of his fanboys to take action against those people, violent action. But I mean, that aside, Trump is also a major, major national security threat. Yes. Twitter emails. Yep. He uh, continues to use his private cell phone to make phone calls, uh, calls that are totally being intercepted by our friends and our enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a thing that is really, really happening. Um, we started talking this way back in April. I think that's when it first came up. Right. Uh, that Donald Trump was still using his private cell phone. I mean, because they never, mm-hmm. and I had been assuming that all along because we had never seen a story from Muggsy, uh, Robert Costa, no one else who was <laughs> inside the White House press corps was saying anything about whether Donald Trump was still using his private cell phones right. to make phone calls and to send tweets and so on. And of course, now we learn on repeated occasions going all the way back to April that, oh yeah, he's totally still doing this. And I'll tell you why this is a problem here in just a second. But Trump tweeted today. He said the New York Times has a fake uh, has a new fake story because, of course, Donald Trump is not stowing his animosity against the press, even though someone tried to blow up people at CNN at the Time Mm -hmm. Warner building. The New York Times has a new fake story that now the Russians and Chinese because he loves the Chinese China. And he said, glad they finally added China. 
are listening to all of my calls on cell phones, except that I rarely use a cell phone. And when well, I do, he's tweeting from his cell phone. Exactly right. He said, when I do, it's government authorized. I like hard lines, just more made up fake news. And how did he send this tweet today about via how this story phone. is fake news? <laughs> yes, via his fucking iPhone. Oh my God. Oh, my God. And, of course, the thing that I keep yelling and have been yelling since he descended the escalator is this. He can't keep getting away with it. I know. I know. I know. He can't keep getting away with it. That's me. That is me. Every it's damn me. day. And, you know, <laughs> since I first started playing that sound on the show on, on Tuesday, I'm getting tweets from people. I'm getting DMs from people <laughs> saying, oh, my God, Bob, I am saying that all the time. All the time. Every time I watch the news. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. And he keeps he keeps getting away with it. He's getting away with this one. And you know why he's going to get away with this one? With inciting all of these people to send bombs or this one person or many people. Who knows? All these bombs to prominent Democrats who are on Trump's enemies list. You know he's going to get away with that. Why? Because tomorrow the news cycle is going to change to some other bit of awfulness. Right. And, he, and he's going to get away with it again. He can't keep getting away uh, with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I can't help it, but he does. He can't keep getting away with it. I, I really try to keep him from getting away with it. We all do. We all try to hold him accountable. But when the people who actually have power to hold him responsible for this crap are abdicating their responsibilities and a bit, be, oh, because of the midterms, because of right. uh, electoral considerations, we're just ignoring the good of the nation. We're ignoring a national security threat now. And you know, what did we learn? This is the serious part of this, because we, we know that very clearly there are foreign intelligence agencies who are listening in on Donald Trump's personal phone calls. And then they're using those people that Donald Trump is confiding in to lobby Donald Trump in reverse to right. set policies that benefit, uh, you know, nations like China and, uh, and Russia and so on. So that's the main thing that's going on. But what we're not hearing at this point is the thing that, that should scare the shit out of all of us. Remember the Snowden story? We all remember yes. the summer of 2013 when Snowden leaked oh, all yeah. these documents to Glenn Greenwald and Bart Gelman and Laura Poitras. And I spent like a, a, an entire year writing about nothing else. Right. Uh, well, one of the things that we learned from those PowerPoint documents that Snowden stole from the NSA was that intelligence agencies... Every, nearly every intelligence agency that's worth anything can turn on cell phone microphones and can turn on cell phone cameras without the users knowing. Mm -hmm. So if they have Donald Trump's cell phone zeroed in, they can turn on Donald Trump's camera on his cell phone. They can turn on the microphone. They can record conversations that he's not even having on his phone. If the like phone in the, in the White House in the Oval, yeah. If the phone is nearby, they can listen in on every conversation. Chinese intelligence services, uh, the Kremlin, every single enemy. Iran. We're now hearing reports of Iran doing things like trying to interfere with our elections now, mm -hmm. taking an aggressive posture against the United States because because of Trump's antagonism. Mm -hmm. uh, we know. And where are our phones made, Bob? China. China, of course. China. So all of our national security secrets that are being spoken of inside the Oval Office, anywhere inside the White House, even in the uh, presidential limousine, possibly aboard Air Force One. I don't know what kind of 
uh, uh, cell restrictions that they have inside the uh, the actual Air Force One airplane itself. I mean, I assume they have things that block cell phone signals. Up yeah, there. I would assume they've got some sort of jamming going on there because that is, I mean, yeah. I would hope. But, I mean, he's tweeted from the plane. Yes. I mean, he's tweeted from Air Force One before. I think he's tweeted yeah. from Marine One. I think he's tweeted from the fucking helicopter. Oy vey. So that shit is turned on. I mean, it's it's p- pretty uh, pretty shocking that this continues to go on. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we rewind also, back, like as I was saying before, back to April of this year, the Department of Homeland Security confirmed that it detected evidence of mobile snooping devices around washington dc well of course and not just around washington dc but near the white house and near oeob of course that that doesn't surprise me one bit yeah the devices could be the work of foreign governments or entities however dhs hasn't determined their origin the agency said in a letter issue at issue are what are known as uh, known alternatively as stingrays or IMSI catchers or cell site mm-hmm. simulators. The devices essentially act as fake cell phone towers. Mm-hmm. And as mobile devices connect to them, the devices are able to snoop on the traffic that goes through. There was, a, there was an article about that warning consumers about that. Like if they buy anything through their phone, their credit card information could get out to that fake cell tower too. I mean, there was a, oh, I rem- it was a couple of years ago, an article about that just for consumers, let alone for, you know, somebody like him. <laughs> I mean, I mean God. What, what a disaster. And again, it's, it's a disaster that 40% of the nation doesn't even think is happening. I know. And that just, you know, that just makes me tear my hair out. Oh, what did what did he tweet? What did he just tweet? Oh, what did he do now? To those in the caravan, turn around. We are not letting people into the United States illegally. Go back to your country and if you want, apply for citizenship like millions of others are doing. Uh, wait, does he know that they don't have Twitter on the caravan? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, of course they all have Twitter because everyone pays attention to Donald Trump all the time that's what he thinks he thinks that he is the center of the universe and everyone needs to listen to everything he says he's holding the light bulb and the planet is turning around (laughs) that's exactly what he's doing that's exactly what he's doing jesus christ this fucking kook Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you know what they start trying to kill us they start trying to literally kill our leadership kill two former presidents Kill Uh a presidential candidate and former secretary of state. Kill the former attorney general. Mm -hmm. Kill one of our most beloved actors and one of the most prominent liberal activists from Hollywood and Tribeca and so on, Robert De Niro. I assume Alec Baldwin has new security. Yeah, the vice president, the former vice president, Mm -hmm. Joe Mm -hmm. Biden. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Once it gets to that point, man, and you talk about the gloves being thrown off, I feel like... It's not like I I haven't. It's not like I've been wearing the gloves firmly all this time. But uh, whatever uh, whatever's left of the gloves being on my hands, they're gone. It's gone. Yeah, same here. He's got to be impeached. He's got to resign. He has to Mm -hmm. delete his Twitter account. And And, you know, he should have Secret Service security when he's in prison. Yeah. You know. Because he should. Of course he he's should. He's a high-value target, so That's he should right. be protected when he's in prison. So should his family, as long as they're in prison. That's very, very, very sweet of you, Jody See? Hamilton. <laughs> Such a sweet thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, every criminal in prison, in federal prison, of course, needs to have... Uh, well, there are high-value targets. You know, high-value targets, you know, yeah. Like, certain guys should be protected. 
um, even if he's on death row because he's been convicted of treason. I still think that he should be protected until he does that happens. And I'm against the death penalty, by the way. But, you know, you know, he's a high value target. He should not be in general pop. That's right. That's right. Because if something were to happen to him in prison, I would personally be very upset. Because you can hear the amount of upsetness in my voice, if that is even a word. All right, we're going to take one last last break, right, Lou Dobbs? All right, (laughs) come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, welcome back to our Thursday show. The great Jody Hamilton is here from the Stephanie Miller Show and the From the Bunker podcast at from-the-bunker.com. Uh, oh, yeah, by the way, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. The holiday season is just around the corner. Jesus, you got to start shopping now. Yeah. You want to get everything uh, in time because, uh, you know, who knows what's going to start getting sent through the mail. <laughs> so start your shopping now so you get all the mail before. So you get all your packages mailed to you before the pipe bombs start going out to the general population. Right. <sighs> but make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. And in fact, you can buy Chris Lavoie's Banded Masculine Soaps and Candles through the Amazon link. If you just go to bobseska.com and you click the all caps Amazon link, it'll take you right to the front page of Amazon.com where you can go shopping as normal. And if you want to, you want to pick up some of Chris Lavoie's candles or scented soaps, just type into the search field Banded Masculine. And it'll take you right to Chris Lavoie's page on Amazon where you can buy all of his stuff. So uh, in addition to his Etsy page, you can also get everything through Amazon.com, plus all of your holiday shopping and all that fun stuff, too. Uh, Michael Avenatti, did he really say that 2020 uh, needs to have a presidential nominee who's a white male? Uh, I don't know, but if he did, that was dumb. Uh, Michael Avenatti, the lawyer famous for representing Stormy Daniels, of course, he, uh, was gifted a hefty, hefty profile in Time Magazine in which he boasted of his plans to challenge Donald Trump in 2020. Eh, Trump won't be there, so. uh, Yeah, well, he shouldn't run anyway. (laughs) Michael, Michael Avenatti has a depth and he's in his depth right now. Running for president would be way, way out of his depth, especially if this is true. Uh, and I have no reason to doubt that it is. In Time Magazine, he's quoted as saying uh, about the Democratic nominee in 2020, Mm -hmm. I think it better be a white male, he says. He hastens to add that he wishes it weren't so, but it's undeniable that people listen to white men more than they do to others 
It's why he's been successfully representing Daniels and immigrant mothers, he says. When you have a white male making the arguments, they carry more weight, he said. He, you know what? He's, he, I don't like what he said, but he's not entirely wrong. I, I guess if you're talking about trying to appeal to misogynists and, and people who believe that white men should only control the government, if you're thinking about pandering to them, well, maybe then you should nominate someone who's a white male. But the fact of the matter is, is that anyone's opinion, if it's well-spoken and if it's well-placed, if, it, uh, if it comes from a place of, of reality and facts and it's, it's, it's constructed to resonate then it's going to fucking resonate. True, but he, I mean, I, I have to agree that, that there, is, there is sexism and racism inbred in women and people of color. Yeah, that's true. Against themselves. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, white women voted for stupid Trump over white married women in particular, um, more so than, than Hillary Clinton or anybody else for that matter. So that is the um, problem that, that, Unfortunately, he's addressing, but that quote where he says, I think it should be a white male, that's going to be taken so far out of context yeah. because of whatever is around it that he was stupid to say that. And he's right, unfortunately. And you're also right. But again, we have Hillary Clinton to show. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also the uh, the authoritative white men who are running the country right now. Exactly. I mean, you've got the New York Times still bothering about Bill Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky and still yep. bothering about Hillary's emails and how she should shut up, but not Mitt Romney, not Joe Biden, not Bernie Sanders, not, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, they can talk, but she should she should sit in the corner and be a grandma. Well, meanwhile, the, uh, the white guys running the current administration are sending at least 800 U.S. soldiers uh -huh. to the U.S.-Mexico yeah. border. This it's is got uh, 7,000 people seeking asylum. Exactly. This is a violation of the Posse Comitatus Act, is yep. what this is. He's done that twice now, right? Yeah. They, I, this is all to stop this caravan. And, mm -hmm. But in fact, what this is, is this is Donald Trump terrified of Adam Schiff getting subpoena power. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's what really this all is. I mean, this is all about Donald Trump guarding his own doughy, doughy, gigantic fat ass. How do you really feel, Bob? <laughs> I'm sorry. Didn't don't I say? sugarcoat it for me. Gloves are off, Jody Hamilton. <laughs> you don't have to sugarcoat it for me, man. <laughs> but this is really, I mean, D Donald Trump is demagoguing uh, the caravans of refugees because he's stirring up the, you know, the racially resentful white vote. Right. Uh, he's, you know, he's ginning up the idiot vote and the, the idiots who think that brown people are coming here not to pick cabbage or mow their lawns, but to behead them. Right. This is what's going that's on. What, that's, that's what always happens. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to win this election, Donald Trump is demagoguing these people because he just desperately needs to win the election. Because if he if the Republicans lose the House or they lose the House and the Senate, although we've always said that the Senate is going to be a long shot. Don't get your hopes up. It's tough. Senate's very tough. Senate's always been very tough, even without any candidates. We're looking back at the mm -hmm. map, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a year ago, a year and a half ago, and it was going to be a bad uh, lineup for the Democrats uh, of states. Yeah. And, and a, It's a just Senate. a matter of who's running 
running this time. You know, it's yeah. it's more Democrats have an opportunity to lose their seats than Republicans do. Exactly right. So we have to set our uh, uh, expectations appropriately. But the fact is that mm-hmm. if Donald Trump loses one or both chambers of Congress, that means Donald Trump is going to be heavily investigated. His kids are going to mm-hmm. be heavily investigated. His whole administration, cabinet secretaries, all of mm-hmm. this shit that we've been dealing with for the last uh, t- coming up on two years now is mm-hmm. finally going to be held accountable, finally held mm-hmm. responsible by checks and balances in this country. And Donald yep. Trump doesn't want that to happen. So he's sending yeah. military troops. And here's the other thing that scares the shit out of me. It should scare the shit out of everybody, which is that Donald Trump is now deploying the military inside the United States. Yep. And so once that gets normalized by Donald Trump, you know, it's not going to be like if Barack Obama sent in the National Guard and then pulled them out or if Barack Obama held the Jade Helm military exercises, that all that shit would get rebottled after they were over, of course. Right. But now with this... Those are military exercises that are always done. So they're on base and stuff. I mean, this thing, these things happens all the time. That's not the same as deploying yeah. troops. Well, Donald Trump has basically been threatening uh, things like martial law since the very beginning. I mean, remember he, yeah. he threatened to send the feds in to Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. to, when he was demagoguing the black people in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what he does. And so once he's got that power, once he's got the taste in his mouth... Oh, I can send troops around and and no one really gets bent out of shape because they're all focused on whatever fart noise I made on Twitter. <laughs> then okay, we I can I can really do this. I can really do this. So maybe I'll start sending troops to uh, places like polling places and so on mm-hmm. to intimidate any illegal immigrants who might try to vote illegally in the election. You know, this is the sort of thing that once you take the cork off of that goddamn crazy bottle, everything starts flooding out, right? Mm-hmm. So he's also saying this, and this is a, a proof that this is being demagogued and isn't really the crisis that the Republicans and the Trumps are making it out to seem. Uh, but, you know, he's been saying all along that Middle Easterners are mixed in to the caravan. Yeah. Well, another one of his ceremonies in the Oval Office where Trump sits there with his arms folded behind the Oval Office desk so all of his men can bring him things to write his little <laughs> ridiculous signature on. Because that's what he loves mm-hmm. doing, and then holds it up and shows everybody. Look, I wrote my name, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, I'm smart. I'm smart. And so he did another one of these things. He's flanked by all his guys in the back, and Mike Pence is there, like the ass kisser he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, among many things, Donald Trump says uh, is asked whether or not he's got proof that there are actual Middle Easterners in the caravan. And Donald Trump says, "There's no proof of anything. There's no proof of anything ever. But there very well could be." <laughs> and then he also urged Mike Pence to include the Democrats as being responsible for the caravans. Right. And Once then did, did Mike Pence say something about Honduras being full of Middle Easterners? And I'm like, somebody needs a globe for Christmas. Yeah. Well, Pence is there talking and Trump kept going, what about the Democrats? He's like way off, way off Mike. He's like, Wait, don't, don't forget to mention the Democrats. The Democrat Party. Ugh. And, of course, Mike Pence would be like, well, of course, yes. Exactly right. Let me finger your balls, Mr. President. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, these people. I can't believe we're being run by these people. I just can't believe it. I can't either. I'm waiting to become a traveler like they are in The Man in the High Castle so that I can get to the proper timeline. (laughs) But they keep getting away with it anyway. He can't keep getting away with it. He can't. He can't. He can't keep getting away with it. (sighs) God. Unbelievable. Uh. And what do you think, Lou Dobbs? Washful die. <laughs>
I don't even know what he was trying to say. I don't there. either. Where was he? Where was that? What was he looking at? What were the What were the consonants and the vowels that he was looking at to get that word out? He's just. You know what he was seeing? He was seeing Chinese. Like, <laughs> he had somebody put something up there just to mess with him. It just. You know what? It looks like Chinese to me. It looks like. So that I'm just, gonna, I'm just. I'm not even gonna say. See, a normal broadcaster would get to that word and go. They would just stop their sentence and go. And a Mexican city, where they are, something like that. Just like improvise some way around it instead. Yeah. Instead, he just plowed right through by just making up sounds. Washful da. Oh God. Washful da. It's. I don't even. It sounds. It's like. It's like a combination of Yiddish and Russian <laughs> and something else. There's a bunch of different language accents going on in that word. Oh my God. Washful da. Washful da. I like the ending. He almost sings it. I know. He's got like a little vibrato in there. Yeah. Da. Da. Hey, you can harmonize. <laughs> I can harmonize with that. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a post-mortem show coming up next. <laughs> uh, as if I haven't done enough podcasts this week. No, you have one more tomorrow, don't you? Yes, and then I've got four more after we do the next one. So Awesome. <laughs> I did three yesterday. It was a light day. Oh yeah, nothing. <laughs> I hope you get that sixty nine million dollar, you know, severance package when you're done with yeah, all of this. And I don't know what the hell we're gonna talk about on the post board show. But we want to listen to it anyway by going to our Patreon page. By the way, all of our interviews are also on our Patreon page. My interview with Greg Sargent this week, my interview with Tony Atamanek. Everyone is raving about these interviews. In fact, Strangely enough, I'm hearing back from people that they're listening to the Tony Atamanek interview multiple times because they missed things. Like, Yay. there's so many things in the interview that you need to listen to it a couple of times. All right. By the way, speaking of listening to things, you can listen to the Jody Hamiltons. Or the Jody Hamiltons. <laughs> the Jody Hamiltons in all of her shoes. Yes. You can listen to jo <laughs> Jody Hamilton's podcast called From the Bunker, and you can find it at from-the-bunker.com. It's also on iTunes, and you can follow her on Twitter at FromTheBunkerJr at the end there. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.